for today's Let's Get Spiritual podcast, Brother T. Let's get spiritual. We don't want it to be a downer, do we? No. I think it's a really interesting subject. It, it is a very interesting subject. Now, it could be looked upon as a downer. Yes. But we're not going to allow that. We're not going to talk about dying. No. We're not going to be talking about death. We're no. going to talk about our customs after we die. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Funerals, right? different ways of mm-hmm. uh, embalming uh, tombs. Yes. All, I mean, I grew up right next to a graveyard. Yeah, you've mentioned that. One house away. that in one of your books. I did. Yeah. I mean, we spent a lot of time in that graveyard. Right. That was the place where our club met, where we would, <laughs> you know, there was an area at the edge, which is pretty much taken up now. I was there yesterday. Um, there's a pretty much a place that had no graves. Okay. But now, just I say it 50 years later, there are graves there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a place where we could camp at the edge of the graveyard. So we camp at the edge of the graveyard, and that was that was fun. Particularly when the other kids found out we were camping there, wanted to come scare us as they oh, yeah. put on yeah. costumes and came over the hillside. <laughs> it was a great, great. I had a great childhood. Oh uh, yeah, you did. Um, but. We're going to talk about those aspects of burials, funerals. Particularly, the reason why this came up to me, Brother T, is that most every week when I come to your plush office to have our <laughs> podcast, <laughs> to record our podcast, is you're usually dressed for a funeral. Yes, uh, and today's Tuesday as we're recording. Yeah. My next funeral is Thursday. So it's an off so, week. So, yeah, it is. It usually, yeah. <laughs> so I have I have one Thursday. <laughs> I do. I, I, uh, I work for, uh, with a couple of funeral homes. Yeah. And uh, I do funerals for families that do not have pastors. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are a lot of families that do not have pastors. That's really and, true. And so... Uh, these funeral homes call me, and and I do. I serve with them, and uh, man, I tell you what, it's been it's been great. Yeah, I've been doing it for quite a while now, and it has really been great to minister to these families uh, in their time of need. And it is a ministry, it right? Is, it is right. Uh, a lot of, gosh, I I know there are a few instances because I've been asked to help with these. Where a family has been, have been members of churches or participated or attended churches, but were not, should we say, regular attendees right. or uh-huh. um, financially supportive. Yes. And the staff just doesn't have time. Yeah. I mean, I think I've ran into several of those. Yeah. And, uh, and then there are times when they have moved away mm-hmm. and the church that they were part of have changed staffs. Yes. You know? And um, and so I get a, I get a lot of those calls, yeah. and uh, but it has been you know it's interesting just doing a funeral for someone that you've never met, mm-hmm. and I always have them I try to have them email me some bullet points. Uh, I really try to get one of the family members to share something, yes, uh, just to get that personal touch. That is tough. I've right. done a few of those myself, yes. and I usually say um, you know I unfortunately I did not have. The pleasure of knowing the deceased, yeah, you know, yes, uh, yes. particularly as you, the members of the family and close friends, and, and so I'm going to share what you have shared with me. Yes, right, and I do. I share that uh, quite a bit. Um, words like that, mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, I, I've really, I've really enjoyed it, and so um, sort of led to what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about those funerals yeah. and ways mm-hmm. that we deal with the dead, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ceremonially. 
right? Right. Uh, yeah. And then now, pretty much a lack of ceremony for the most part. Yeah, in many I, ways. You know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but what I have noticed, what I've done some uh, since you know, the, the last three years that I've been retired, is that it doesn't happen the weekend or the week of the death of the person. Mm-hmm. That oftentimes they say, in six months, we're going to be doing right. a memorial service, mm-hmm. a celebration of their life. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, are you free You know, July the 17th or exactly. whatever? And yeah. uh, that's a new way of it is. doing it. It is. You know, and when I, I pastored in some rural areas, and most of those we did like the visitation the night before mm-hmm. and then the funeral the next day and sometimes even the burial the next day. Yes. Uh, but now most of the time, visitation is like right prior, and then you have the service, and then you go right to the grave. Right. Part, you know, unless it's national, uh, you know. And well, then you're on their time schedule. You're on their time <laughs> schedule whenever they can do it. Yeah, and you and I have done so, plenty of those. Yes, and, you yes. know, it's like, okay, yes, brother so-and-so died on Monday of this week, <laughs> Tuesday of next week right. at 3.05. <laughs> you could have a funeral. <laughs> and you go, oh, does that work? <laughs> yes, I agree completely. But my dad is buried in you know the military cemetery, mm-hmm. and um, I, we dealt with it ourselves mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. with his burial. My mom and my dad are down there, yeah. and, and, of course, I'm down there a lot. Yeah. And so uh, I tend to go by and uh, just... Uh, go by the grave there, you know, yeah. and spend a little bit of time there. Now, my sister, she was cremated. Okay. And so there is no grave to go, yeah. you know, to. And so that, that's a little different. We're talk about a little bit about that, too, yeah. before we leave. Yes. There's some really interesting things done with cremation remains mm. nowadays. Okay. All it's right. very I'm interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, let, let's just go back as far as, you know, you and I uh both have degrees in theology, right. so we pretty much go back at, at least to the time of Jesus. We can go back in the Old Testament, but we don't want to make this a three-hour podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when when the folks during the time of Jesus, and we know that Jesus was put in a tomb, his body at least was uh, temporarily put in a tomb, mm-hmm. a borrowed tomb, uh, what did that look like? You and I have stood in a place that may be the burial place mm-hmm. of Jesus' body, uh, would you describe that to the listeners? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it is like a cave in many ways. Yeah, uh, you walk in, and there's like a couple of niches where they would have placed bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that you and I have both been in, at least, uh, I think uh, Gordon's is that Gordon's the yeah. Garden Tomb. Yeah, you, call it? Um, you know, when you go in. Uh, there are a couple of seems like niches on the back, but on the right is the main mm-hmm. area where they say the body was laid. Right. And uh, so that tomb is sort of small. Now, we've also driven by the road, and you can see others in there, you know, in that area, man. It's like Absalom's tomb. Yeah, there's Absalom's. That's huge. Uh, with a, humongous. Yeah, it looks almost like the entrance to a, a house. Right, yes, something yes, like yes. That. And so, but, the, you know, the one there uh, at Calvary, is sort of a small area. It's beautiful, flowers everywhere, and um, and so I mean I I tend to feel more uh, of a special whatever there as opposed to the Holy Church of the Holy Sepulchre. I do too. And plus, yeah. um, I've literally never gone into the sarcophagus or the that building mm-hmm. inside the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Mm-hmm. Because it usually it wraps around several times yes. to go in, and it, uh, although I've seen some video of it and all, mm-hmm. and it that 
very well could be the right. place. Yeah. They found I, some things that look like the Crusaders mm-hmm. at least thought that's where Jesus was mm-hmm. buried, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, I've been I've been in it a couple of times. Okay, I have not. And um, you know, and really, when you go in that building. Um, all there are several stations. You know, this happened here, that happened there, that yes. happened there. You know, and then the they, slab outside the slab, of it is very. Yes, you yeah. see people kneeling and right. kissing and praying uh-huh. there, uh-huh. where they're supposed and to lay the body of Jesus in preparation. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So several of those stations are there, and um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to see. Yeah, and um, but the, but the thought is that burial was is not like our burial. Right. Whereas we're, we think of a traditional Western burial, it's six feet under, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In, in our instances, in a coffin or a casket, and there, are, there, there is a difference between a coffin there and is. a casket. A casket is a rectangular box. Yes. A coffin is that sort of six-sided, eight-sided. Yeah, it's it's uh, broader at the shoulders, yeah, more narrow at the feet. Exactly. It's what Dracula. Dracula That's right. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's Count yeah. Dracula's yes. home. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> His bedroom. <laughs> so there is a difference. There, there. is a difference. Yeah. You know? Uh, most of the time nowadays, we you know we use the the casket, right? The, the rectangular. I don't think I've ever done a funeral with a coffin. No, it may be a little spooky to be honest with you. It would be yeah. spooky. It'd be a little it would spooky. Be spooky. <laughs> but, and then oftentimes a vault that's laid right. above it, according to the the local laws and mm-hmm. that sort of thing in mm-hmm. the community when you do that. And so six feet under headstone, mm-hmm. birth date, and that really wasn't the way they did it in the days of Jesus. No, tell us how they did it in the days of Jesus. They, you know, and a true, there was a tomb being created. It's called a new tomb, and it was Joseph of Arimathea's. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why they think the garden tomb may be it, it's obviously not finished. Right, yes. It, it's not uh, neat mm-hmm. at all. It's still rough rock and with just niches that are quickly Look like cut out, so it wasn't completely. Mm-hmm. And then, probably after Jesus' resurrection, that became a place of veneration or worship, mm-hmm. and so no bodies were ever put in there besides his right, yes. own. So that those are some indications why we think it might be his. Uh, but typically, it would be, as you said, a cave, but a man-made cave, mm-hmm. one that they the hewn out of right. solid rock, right. and it would have a gate to it where mm-hmm. it could be kept private. And then usually the body would be wrapped, mm-hmm. not not embalmed, mm-hmm. but anointed, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that was purely um, cosmetic for the stench. Exactly. Remember Jesus coming right. into Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus yeah. And they said, it's been, what, three days? Four days. Four days. Yeah. He stinketh. Yeah. The uh, King James Version. I love it. He yeah. stinketh. <laughs> and he stinketh. <laughs> so, that's actually, I think, where uh, flowers came from. You know, people bringing flowers yeah. just to try to overcome, overcome the odor you yeah. know, of death. But and, then the uh, flowers almost become a smell of a funeral home. They do. And and uh, fun fact, I'm allergic to baby's breath. Okay. Oh, gosh. Which for me... Weddings and funerals. Weddings and funerals <laughs> and what I do, that's... Uh, baby's breath, that is my kryptonite. Yeah. And it happens... Wow. If, if, like, I'm in a hospital, Doc, yeah. Yeah. and I get in an elevator, and a florist gets in to take something to a room, I'm not kidding. It begins to close me up. And it's hard. It's difficult. I don't. I don't. I. I have problems with flowers. Like yeah. Easter. Yeah. We had to use silk Easter lilies because right. by the third or fourth service, whatever we were doing, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I just 
Jesus. I couldn't get breath. I couldn't see the congregation. And so they, yeah. the little church that I did Easter this year, they were so kind. They said, well, no, usually we line the whole front of the church up mm-hmm. with Easter lilies. Mm-hmm. Easter said, please, don't do <laughs> that. Begging you. And, you know, unfortunately, they went to the other extreme and didn't use any. Oh, you know? wow. So yeah. that's not what I meant. But, you know, yeah. a few are fine, but mm-hmm. many are trouble. And many are trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, flowers came from where that. flowers came from. Okay, that's very yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I can see. I can see that. Yeah. Does it have anything to do with the Episcopalian priest with the incense? Uh, I don't think. I don't know. I that, think that's, that's prayers. Yeah, that's prayers. I, I think, think that's yeah. prayers. Anyway, so Jesus, and I'm just talking about in the days of Jesus, a mm-hmm. person uh, would be anointed and wrapped for cosmetic purposes and then put in a family tomb. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it would have some sort of markings as to designate this family. And then that body would stay there for about a month Mm -hmm. until the body decays. Mm -hmm. And then they would collect the bones. Okay. And then those bones would be gathered and put in a box about the size of a large shoe box. Mm -hmm. Think of the largest bone in the body. It had to be big enough to accommodate that largest bone in the body. Okay. And they would stack those in there, seal this box made of stone called an ossuary. Right. And they would inscribe on the outside of that the name of the person in that box. Then they would collect all the family that had been laid in that tomb in an area. It could be in there by the tomb or it could be somewhere else. And you would have a collection of the bones of all your forefathers mm. together. Wasn't it? Was it? Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Who was taken back. Right. Yes. To be yeah. buried, his bones buried with the rest of the family. Yes, exactly. I read that just the other day. So that's the, that, that's the idea of, and they have actually found, uh, you know, someone obviously always trying to discount the resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm. where there was a, um, an ossuary with the name Jesus, son of Joseph. Right. Yeah. On it from, yes. from way back. Whenever uh, the deal is Jesus, obviously very common name is Joseph, really, mm-hmm. and then uh, son of Joseph. So it it wasn't, um, you know, none of us took that as to be the bones of right. Jesus. That would have been a great way to discount Christianity it really early would on, have. yes, if that was yeah. the case. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, that was how burials took place. So our burials don't really. Uh, relate to or are similar to those that we might read of in the Bible. Other than perhaps, I think, still today, we face the person toward the east. We do. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, Every time, you you know, we've done a lot. When we uh, meet at the hearse there, that's one of the questions. Where will the head be? Where will the head be? As you're walking to the grave. People aren't preachers, don't understand that. That's always, you look to the funeral director, you said the head will be pointed. Right. And so you stand at the head of the the coffin and uh, casket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know the difference between coffee and very interesting. I just uh, this is a side note. Uh, my oldest son and his girlfriend uh, traveled to a little rural area in Tennessee recently, where uh, some of her family was buried. And supposedly, I think this is true. If it was not her family, it was someone that the family knew uh, back in the day was accused of being a witch. Oh wow! And so you. He told me it was, I had forgotten all the names. But anyway, way out this road that you have to keep driving and driving and driving forever, there's this tiny chapel. Outside that chapel is a graveyard. This woman was hung as a witch. Mm. That tree is there. You look at the cemetery. He took a picture of it. You look at the cemetery, and all these gravestones are lined up except one. 
and her gravestone, they would not allow her to be buried with her face faced east. Oh my! She faced west. Is that right? <laughs> so a witch born with, that was um, found to be a witch and killed supposedly did not get a Christian burial. Right. So therefore, did not face the east. Mm. Interesting. I think. That is very, very, very interesting, yeah. man. Yeah. It's interesting to me that um, they really up until the twentieth century people would employ professional mourners. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, you see that uh, in in, uh, in the Scripture, a, a place or two, I think. Right. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, they would... Can you imagine? What's your occupation? Well, yeah. I do a pretty good job of crying. <laughs> I can well. I can well a lot. Oh, yeah. You should just hear me. <laughs> can you imagine going for a job interview? <laughs> Can you give me a good moan? <laughs> quick, <laughs> quick cry. <laughs> yeah, but Sad. I mean that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, and and the word undertaker itself. Yeah, from what I remember, it's it's they were undertaking a funeral. Is that what you? That is, I, you know, for years I was under yeah. the conception that it's something to put the body right. underground. Yes. yes, but no, it's such a it was it was such people weren't accustomed to doing it. Right, you know, you, thankfully. You know, you didn't have an un, you didn't have yeah. a funeral every day, right? And so it was such an ordeal. You had to do things right, mm-hmm. and you had to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. That there were people who would undertake that task for you, exactly, and became known as undertakers. Yeah, because I mean, families basically did their own. Yes, and and you know, disposed of the body, buried the body. Mm-hmm. They they did their own. And uh, why but, today in a funeral we call it a funeral parlor, parlor, right? Because you would place the body in the parlor of the home, right? Right. Yeah. And a pallbearer. Yes. I mean that's an interesting term. From what I understand, the it is it's the heavy cloth that covered uh, the casket right. or the coffin. And and so they would bear that the 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 pallbearers would bear oh, that. That's yeah. where we get the term. It's a dark pall over something. Exactly when something's yeah, dark exactly. and dreary. Yes, and so uh, that's where that came from. It's interesting when I started in Jamaica thirty uh, something years ago. Now um, they actually had they called it a community casket coffin. And at the um, nursing home, I'm, uh, I can't remember, the infirmary. Um, and, and when one of their patients would die, they would put that body in that community thing. They would have a brief service and then take it to a grave, take it out of that, bury it in the ground, and then use that casket again. Wow. Yeah, now that's 30, 35 years ago. Yeah, you don't know if they still do it I'm that sure way they don't still not. do it nowadays. But they did that. Well, you think, why well, bury yeah. a good yeah. casket, right? <laughs> exactly, <I> mean, man. <laughs> exactly. It's reusable. It's like yeah. a space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but, yeah, I mean, reusable. And, uh, yeah. and so uh, you and I have got – I remember one time I was out in the middle of nowhere doing one. And, Is it um, where a turkey hunt? <laughs> that was before that. Okay, okay. Yeah, that that is out in the middle. Yeah, of six miles out of road. Yes, that goes into the woods. Yes, uh, yeah. If I'm never there again, I'll be okay. Uh, but it was uh, further out than that, I think. And so we were so quiet in that cemetery. And as we were standing there, and as I was praying, 
uh, there was a rattling going on down in the grave. No, it wasn't. And I'm telling you, so much so that it startled everyone there. And what had happened that none of us knew is that a kid, well, really a teenager, had accidentally started kicking rocks into the thing, into the grave. It sounded like that dude was coming out. And, and everybody's head was bowed. Everybody's closed, head was bowed. Except for the kid kicking their exactly. rocks. Exactly. And, oh and, my including goodness. mine. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, <laughs> You know, because, oh. you know, it reminded me, they, they made uh, safety caskets like in the 1800s, and there were caskets that had bells on them. Just in case, yeah. you know, the individual was not dead, imagine, yeah. and they could ring the bell. Or we get saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. <laughs> That's right. I always thought that was, you're in boxing and, yes. you know, yeah. they're doing the... 12, 10 count or whatever yeah. it is, well, and the bell rings before you're saved. But, but that's right. not true. It's it's uh, that it's, whole thing. It is that thing right there. That you could ring the bell in yeah. case that they misdiagnosed your death. Right. And and that's, I guess, where wakes came from in some ways as well, just to lay in wait there to make sure they're dead. Wow. You know, and evidently they needed a bell even more than that. And so... But yeah, there, I mean, there are a lot of fascinating things. Really, are. well, I'm I'm old enough to remember where the funeral home stayed open all night. Yes, and a member of the family mm-hmm. would sit with wow. the body yeah. all night. I do remember going to a funeral home late, late, late in the evening when everyone's gone, and and if you you could go and spend some time with that family member in mm. talk, and you had uninterrupted, you know, Woo. communion. Woo. There, yeah, yeah, and I understand that was when in the days when people would come in and rob from the body. Okay, you needed okay. someone to stay and watch. Wow, make sure that no one did that. So you appointed a family member to stay up with the body. Isn't that interesting? Back in the days when that, it was in a home. Yeah, that is interesting. Speaking of, um, I don't. I've been to Egypt and mm-hmm. uh, viewed the pyramids. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Have you been there? I've not been to Egypt. Okay, and it's man. Tomb robbers, mm-hmm. uh, just hearing those stories, yeah. um, it was fascinating. But I went to several of the museums there and uh, to see all that was buried with the pharaohs, you mm-hmm. know, and with the royalty of, of Egypt. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what they were buried with. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I, I think I've told you when I was in Hong Kong, there was yeah. a there was a exhibit of Egyptian tomb artifacts mm. and oh my goodness yeah just yes. incredible stuff and valuable yeah. no wonder yeah. they robbed it you know definitely right? statues of horses yeah. and soldiers anything they thought they may need in the afterlife right. you know wow and um, and so no wonder those things had to be so big that's going to be a topic someday of our podcast. It has to be different views of the afterlife yeah, it and doing has that sort of to thing. Be. Well, you know, nowadays we think about embalming mm-hmm. people, that mm-hmm. preserving the body. And you and I both have read as to where, at least in the West, in America, that became a thing mm-hmm. where people would embalm. And, and the interesting, you know, it's like any new industry. It, it grew so quickly that the government had to step in and regulate it mm-hmm. because people were, you know, becoming self-proclaimed experts. Right. And 
weren't necessarily doing anything yes. to yeah. the body. But yeah. it primarily in America, I understand, occurred during the Civil War. That's when it became very popular. As the boys were coming back, as they were shipped back. That's right. And yeah. it's mostly uh, because much of the war was fought in the South. Not all of it, obviously. There's uh, Gettysburg and everything mm-hmm. else that's north of that. But a lot of these Yankee boys, mm-hmm. the, the Union soldiers, would die in Confederate property mm-hmm. and people north we were like well we were a foreign country right you know yeah. They, yeah. they didn't know anything about it and they wanted their sons back home mm-hmm. and obviously to, it would take a while mm-hmm. to get a, a soldier back home they needed some way to preserve the body until they could bury them yeah. in, in yes. the north yeah that, that's interesting that yeah. is so interesting I mean the Egyptians they started embalming like 4000 BC I yeah. guess and uh, but yeah, in America, it, but not everyone. It was just the wealthy that just, could do yeah, that. Just the wealthy, because it was a huge wealthy. process. And their embalming really was mummification. It was. It really, really was. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why we have the remains today. When yeah. in fact, when I was studying embalming, at least brief history of it, that uh, really, in a week, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, a body will. Yes. Preserve primarily before a total breakdown in about a week, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you know the whole idea of Jesus with Lazarus. Mm-hmm. They believed that the spirit would Hung remain near yeah. the body for three days, right? But on the fourth day, mm-hmm. it still has a lot to do with Jesus being in the tomb for mm-hmm. three days as well. Mm-hmm. But on the fourth day, it was all lost. The spirit would leave, no longer recognizing the body, mm-hmm. and the body would be stinketh. Yes. <laughs> Stinketh. We both giggle at that word. <laughs> I just love it. I need to preach that text sometime with the King James. But uh, so another interesting thing happened um, during the Civil War, near the end of the Civil War, with Abraham Lincoln when he was shot in Ford's Theater. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that was such a blow to the country that um, he was taken back to his home state. I believe. Oh, gosh, I, I should know my history. Illinois, right? Okay. You want to fact check me? Uh, well, I'm responding <laughs> to a text right now, but I will in a moment. <laughs> Brother T has your full undivided attention as he's responding to a text and listening to me talk. <laughs> from from Washington, D.C., though, all the way back was a several-day journey on the um, a train. Okay, yes. And they embalmed him, and uh, the word was, make him look like he's resting, just sleeping. Oh, wow. And so great effort was done there, and he was viewed in this train all the way back to his final resting place. So um, to keep him looking fresh, can we say? Uh, at each whistle stop, at each town where they would stop, they would re-embalm him and reapply the makeup and all this. What they say is by the time he got to his final resting place is that he was pretty much mummified. Oh, my goodness. Everything had been replaced more than once, and, you know, he was... Uh, more than anyone until that time in America. That's an, that's uh, very interesting. Was a mummy. Yeah, that is very yeah. interesting. Yeah, so I had not heard that at all. Up until that time, what happened was um, you chose to dis. You, you could go bury a, a corpse in your backyard. Yeah, you know. You, yeah. There was no mummification, no embalming, nothing 
like that. Funerals took place very quickly. Yes. You know. Right. Uh, pretty much, you know, as soon as you get the body cleaned up and get the family in, and you would put them in a home, uh, you know, someone would build a coffin or a casket for you. Mm-hmm. You would display, as I said, you'd have a family member stay with them or, a, you know, they would take shifts to remain with that person. Mm-hmm. The local pastor would, would be in charge of things and you would go to the local graveyard somewhere on your property and there you would have um, a time of remembrance and commend that spirit back to its maker. Right, right. So... Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no embalming, that sort of thing. Which brings us to today in our experience now, which has changed so much in the years that I've been in ministry. It really has. It is huge. Mm-hmm. When I first became a pastor, one out of a hundred were cremated. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge question to ask your preacher. Right. Yeah. Is, is, is it okay? It, is it okay? Yeah. Can this person be resurrected someday mm-hmm. if they are cremated? Right. And, and the primary reason for cremation to a lot of people was it's much cheaper. It, it, yes. No yes. casket. Mm-hmm. Bought, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, don't necessarily have to have a parlor in a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have a graveside mm-hmm. service. You don't have to have a plot of burial land. you got to earn you have an you urn. Know, you right. just you have an urn, and they wanted to know: Is this not biblical? Mm-hmm. And so I, you, you know, my, here's my answer. See what you think. I said, you know, you're not being buried like Jesus, but right. we don't bury like Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, if that's your concern about being buried like Jesus. And I know the scripture talks about the graves at the time of the resurrection right. opening. There will be no grave, but it does also say uh, that the sea will give up the mm-hmm. dead as mm-hmm. well. So really I think scripture's talking about in any shape, form, or fashion you are in, you will be resurrected sure. to new life. Yes, so definitely. I mean I wouldn't worry about that part of think it. Think about nine eleven. I mean yeah. those who perished in nine eleven. Forty percent of those people have never been identified. Exactly. You know, exactly. and that's amazing. Yes. It's just horrible. It is horrible. But uh, but I mean that yeah. you know and, and so but they those who are believers are gonna be okay at the resurrection of course. And yeah. I told you before recording my sister you know, was cremated. Okay. And, um, and so, um, you know, I, I do go to my mom and dad's grave, as yeah. I mentioned, uh, but there, there is no grave, you know, yes. for Donna, as you mentioned there. And do you have her remains? Or I do. Okay. Um, you know, um, her, her daughters uh, gave me a portion of them. And I have it in my study. Have yeah. them in my study at home. I don't want to give away trade secrets or anything, but a lot of people think that's their the ashes of their body, but it is not mm-hmm. the ashes of the body. You know, I have a friend who's uh, owns a crematory, and um, you, you the body literally it just evaporates at such a high heat. The only thing leave left are the bones, mm-hmm. and the bones are ground to dust, mm-hmm. and you have the, the dust of the bones. Right. That's, that's yes. what's left, and you know, a lot of people think that's the body. It's not. Mm-hmm. The body's gone mm-hmm. totally, and I think for health reasons, mm-hmm. they require that to be done, but I still think it's a it's that person. It's, oh, you sure. know, it's yes. not. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying it's not that person, but it's not what a lot of people think right. that they have yes. yeah. in, in the urn when they do. So, I... <laughs> 
one of the exceptions was not a religious exception, but I remember one lady one time, she was elderly, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's passed since now, unless she'd lived to be 120. Uh, <laughs> but she was asking me about cremation, and her reason was, I just don't like tight spaces. <laughs> I just can't stand the thought yeah. of being in a casket okay. six feet in the mm-hmm. ground, <laughs> to which I wanted to say I did not. But you're okay about being put in a blast furnace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're concerned yeah. about what we know after right. we die, then mm-hmm. uh, I might be more yeah. horrified of that than that. But okay. Right, yes. Uh, but I treated yeah. it as we do pastors, as yeah. we do with a lot of loving, care, mm-hmm. and grace. Mm-hmm. And I shared with her, it, it, it's not a disqualification for a Christian if you choose to do that. Right. But please note, you will not be aware you'll be in the presence of Jesus. Exactly. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. But I think that would have been a good answer. But yeah, you know, had it been somebody I knew better, yeah. I probably <laughs> would have done that. But, uh, you know, right. that would have been horrifying to her. Yeah. So I, I yeah. didn't want to do that. My dad, um, he had he mentioned that to me several times. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, of course, he was my dad, so I'd say, ding dong, listen. <laughs> you're going to be in heaven. Yeah. You, you're not going to be concerned about it at all at that moment. Absent you know? from the body, present, present with, the, with Lord. the Lord. That's yeah. what Paul said to the church at Corinth, yeah. my brother. So we're good with that. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. Hey, have you ever been to a catacomb? The catacombs? Have not. Okay, I haven't either. That's I've Rome, always, right? Uh, Europe area. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've, they're in other areas as well, but I've always... French catacombs. I yes, French catacombs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Yeah, that would be a really uh, interesting place yes, to go. Yeah, but... That's I, an underground cavern for communal burial. Very much so. Just very bones so. of all the people right. put down there. And, yeah. and often it's a place where people could go and uh, escape persecution as well. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I don't think that would be my first choice. Wouldn't be my first. (laughs) But can you imagine in the dark down there? Uh, No, I cannot. But you know, here's the deal with me, Brother T. Uh, Since I grew up next to a graveyard, they don't bother me like they bother a lot of people. Right. Uh, I would much rather be in a country graveyard somewhere uh, than in in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. uh, than in an alleyway in a large city in the right. middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I think I, I've just been in so many, yeah. like you. I didn't live next to one, right. um, but I have been in them so often now that they don't bother me. I go a lot of times and eat lunch at the graveyard. Do no, that's weird. I do. That is that's, weird. Marilyn, go. Where are you? Yes, I win my peeps. <laughs> She said, you're at the graveyard, aren't you? I said, I am. I love this place. Yeah. And, you know, they don't talk back. Right. <laughs> they don't disagree with me. No. no. I'm out there talking, and yeah. they're all agreeing. Yeah. They're all, well, they're not nodding their heads, but yeah. they're they're all agreeing with me. But it's a very, again, it's the graveyard. I still live near where I lived as a child. So you go to that one. I go to that graveyard. I pull my little Jeep over. Uh, I have my lunch. I open the windows. Uh, I told, I think I told the podcast listeners back around Halloween. I'm sitting there week before Halloween. I look up. There's a witch. Excuse me. A witch <laughs> walking into the graveyard to sit down. She's dressed like a witch. Did you say it was near Halloween? Yes. Oh, okay. It Thank was. you. I, I missed that. I was yeah. It was near Halloween. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe 
Uh, she took a camera. She was up there taking pictures okay. in the graveyard in okay. her witch's outfit. Whether she was a real witch, whether she was just doing it because it was near Halloween right. and she kind of liked that kind of thing, I yeah. don't know. Okay. But it was a startling thing to look up <laughs> from my hamburger and <laughs> see a witch about 30 feet from my Jeep walking into the graveyard amongst oh, the tombstones. Son. You know, I just turned 59 a couple of weeks ago. I've never had lunch in a graveyard. Um, in my I need to take you. Yeah. One day we'll go to lunch. I, I'll show you what a peaceful place it is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I just have to say this very quickly. It's in that book I wrote about my childhood, but uh-huh. um, there's one, there, there's a whole section of the graveyard that were either indentured slave servitude you know, or, or Indians. We're not sure, but it's in the valley and it's a mound. So most people believe it was initially an Indian burial mound. Okay. Uh, but then later people who were, uh, of uh, black people, mm-hmm. um, they had, they were buried, but they had no grave markers except all there are are just rocks on really? top of their grave. But in that same old, and this is the oldest area of the graveyard, and this there's seventeen hundreds gravestones back there. Um, there is one that's a small, crude, about maybe fifteen inches high, crude rock. Scratched into it, W-A-R-F, wharf. That's all it said. What does that mean? Wharf. That's what my friend and I, who lived in that graveyard, practically, I mean, we wrote all kinds of thoughts and stories and told all kinds of stories. Because it's scratched, for one, like a fingernail oh, scratch. Yeah. And wharf is a lot like we're a wolf or what a animal would oh. say, wharf, or maybe... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a pretty creepy. I need to take you to that spot. It's really creepy. Yeah. I tell you what, let's do that the 34th (laughs) next month. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have wonderful memories in that that graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. Enough of that because we're getting near. Okay. What's going on today? Well, more than half of funerals are. cremated remains okay now. okay yeah and and i know that's really messing with the people that we know really well funeral home directors right you we know? work hand in hand with them yes yeah uh, and now if you don't have mm-hmm. you know the ability mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it's a very expensive proposition to build that and, and to follow yes. all the government guidelines right. and things right. i know yeah uh then you're out very you, much so you're, you're hurting yeah very much so and i do a lot of those where i'm just standing with an urn yeah i do a lot of those now have you done that where there's nothing in the urn uh i've done yeah i've done several where there's just a picture yeah and um yeah yes i, I took the first first one i ever did that was cremation and the beautiful urn sitting there in the center and I'm sitting where I typically would and the urns where the casket typically would be and I'm preaching the whole time and I'm looking over and I'm kind of making a gesture toward the urn right. sister so and so and then she was and, everything, and when after the funeral director said you know she's not being cremated yet it's just an empty urn I went <laughs> I feel like a liar <laughs> I just feel like a liar I've been pointing at that urn the whole time there's no one in there really can I tell you what I did one time uh-uh. oh my soul brother you know um, it was one of those where I did not know the family. Right. And so um, I started doing the funeral and, you know, like we do, mentioning the name. Uh, I called this guy Steve McQueen. Um, I don't know how many times. His name was David McQueen. <laughs> but my brain, Doc, was thinking of the actor. And oh, I just, yeah. I love Steve McQueen. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and, and so I, I honestly, I bet ten times... 
as I was in the beginning of it. And I just happened to look down and I saw the front row where the family was. And they were giving me the oddest look. And and so I'm sitting there going, uh, hmm, in my brain as I'm speaking, you know. And then I finally looked down because right. I always keep in an obituary there. Yes. And and I noticed that it was David McQueen. Brother, I bet I called him David McQueen a hundred times. Yes, after that. Yeah. Let's straighten this error. <laughs> you know, old David, no David, David. You know, David. It was oh it was awful. I can see that. Yeah, oh, it was it was one, one of those, the most embarrassing that, things. That was always a fear. Yeah. That, weddings and funerals. Oh yeah. And yes. Marrying the wrong couple. Right. <laughs> That's just always was such a yeah. fear. Things that other people don't understand our fears. I'm telling you. Oh, you know what? One of the more now those who are not creating made it a new uh, uh, a new thing that's happening We're called green funerals okay now I'm in the business and I don't know what you're talking about yes green funerals what most people do not know is they've been told that the government mandates cremation it does not you don't I mean excuse me not cremation embalming okay right you don't have to be embalmed mm-hmm. uh, but because of what I've shared, if you're not embalmed, you need to take care of business quickly, mm-hmm. right? Many families now are choosing a more natural thing. That's why they call it green, is that you do not embalm the body at all. You do not use a casket, per se, but some sort of burial cloth, a shroud, mm. and you take that person and you bury them uh, in the countryside. You bury them on your property, that sort of thing, a much more natural way of doing it, going back again before Civil War and, right. and embalming became, because that need is no longer there. Mm. And um, a lot more of dust to dust, ashes to ashes. And they're called green funerals, huh. and they are really becoming much more popular. I guess they have to be done in places that it's not regulated. You have to have a vault, I'm assuming? No. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. No, okay. you, you, now, embalming is not necessary. Right. No state in the union requires you to embalm exactly. the body. Right. But there are pieces of land, obviously, and, and I don't want to get gross about right. it, but where there may be water runoff or, you know, something like that, that you could not. But if you have approval of, you know, particularly if it's on your property mm-hmm. and, and you're not, you mm-hmm. know, feeding a stream or, you know, right. whatever. Right. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah, you know, wow. you, you do it the way that you green. choose to That's do it. I just I think it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Again, I love my friends who are in the funeral home business. Mm-hmm. That some of the greatest people I've known in there have the weirdest senses of humor. <laughs> really, one guy had a putter in his bag that's shaped like a casket. Oh my god! You know, this little casket yeah. that you put it in, uh, but. I, I just think that's that's natural. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. That, mm-hmm. that you know, mm-hmm. don't try to preserve the body. Right. Don't go through all this mess and expense. Mm-hmm. You take care of it yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I would want a pastor or a minister there. I still right. think that you know we're we're observing a mm-hmm. life and and talking about the future and the mm-hmm. resurrection. But uh, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I tell you, it's the morticians, if you want to go back with that kind of word. Yeah, You wow. know, the morticians. Um, you know, every time I pray uh, at a graveside or even in the funeral home, I usually thank that funeral home yeah. uh, because of the service they provide. Right. Man. Because that is a, man, that is a time in a person's life 
so challenging. Yes. So difficult. Yeah. And and you and I do know a lot of funeral directors, morticians, and man, I tell you what, uh, some of them are so gifted mm-hmm. during that time. And it, it's almost like a hospitality gift. They yeah. bring people in, yes. make them feel welcome and warm and comforted. Right. And, you know, they speak softly for they the do. most part right. When, right. when they're with them. It, mm-hmm. It's really a ministry yes. to those people. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. I, I thought we might get into the stories at the graveside because there I have some of those. <laughs> I have some of those. Well, one of these days we may have to do funeral part two. Yeah, we'll do funeral part two and yeah. we'll get to that point of why do you say what you say at the graveside mm. and what is it with those birds? Oh, you know? man. Yeah. Now I'm already a, looking forward to funeral part two. I am. I have experiences yeah. there and I'm sure you do too. Oh, that are both funny, funny, uh, funny, funny, funny. <laughs> And some of the things that have yeah. been said to me after the funeral. Yes. Oh, my the, goodness. The, my famous one is the sister who said, Preacher, all those nice things you said about my sister. Yeah. You wouldn't have said them if you'd known her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I remember that just like oh, it was yesterday. So, yeah. anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this talk about, I mean, we didn't talk about death. We were talking about after death. and Right. Well, and I think it's a very fascinating subject. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I do, too. God bless.